Welcome to Domestic Chaos. I'm Burr Beard. As you may have noticed, the show has gone bi-weekly as of these past two months. Busy playing music locally in central Pennsylvania and in Pittsburgh area with the band Devilish Mary. Songs and tunes at festivals, etc., including the one played in the music you just heard. Another chaotic couple of weeks, nonetheless. And we begin with Trump and his children accused Wednesday of overvaluing his assets in a New York lawsuit, according to the Times. New York State Attorney Letitia James accused Trump of systematically misstating the value of his properties for more than a decade. Trump, etc., are supposed to have artificially inflated land appraisals to get bigger tax breaks. Conservation easement tax breaks, that is. The IRS and lawmakers from both parties have been trying to rein in such fraud. This is the kind of cheating that goes on when the IRS is outgunned by the likes of Donald Trump and his lawyers, said Senate Finance Chair Ron Wyden. Although the lawsuit cannot include criminal charges, the former president could face substantial fines. Letitia Jones seeks to bar the Trumps from ever doing business again in the state. I can just hear Michael Cohen saying, I see, I told you so. Justice Department indictments accuse 48 in Minnesota of brazen pandemic aid fraud. Defendants were charged with stealing $240 million intended for feeding children. New York Times says the theft appears to be the largest so far in any pandemic-era program. The scheme pulled in millions of dollars a week as government officials had relaxed oversight of the pandemic feeding program. Defendants had help from an insider, Amy Block, founder of Feeding Our Future, that the state of Minnesota relied on as a watchdog to stop fraud at the locations. But Ms. Block did the opposite, and in effect, Feeding Our Future operated a pay-to-play scheme where individuals seeking to operate fraudulent sites under sponsorship of FOF had to kick back portions of their fraudulent proceeds, according to one indictment. Ross Story reports that questionable people with skeletons in their closets partied at Mar-a-Lago footsteps away from nuclear secrets. Trump was in Ohio to support J.D. Vance, GOP candidate, spouting off that J.D. is kissing my ass. Of course he wants my support, Trump said. He also compared Vance to Kim Jong-un, claiming that he and the North Korean dictator have, quote, fallen in love with him. Chaos and opportunity. Trump stuns the left again, like Ron DeSantis did, conspiring with other right-wing governors to send migrants to blue state cities and the unfortunate flights he ordered to Martha's Vineyard. New York Magazine's story says that DeSantis' reversed freedom ride allegedly violated laws in two states defrauding migrants and misappropriating state funds. Florida taxpayer money was used to pay for the flights, and the Venezuelans were promised jobs in Boston. Of course, not every investigation leads to charges, and not all charges lead to a conviction. DeSantis claims none of the migrants were promised jobs, and the election-denying Trumpsters won't even care. Here's a clip from a recent Colbert show, and it's quite apt how Joe Scarborough called the incidences political human trafficking. They were provided with a cartoonishly simple map of Martha's Vineyard and the United States. 
Now, that doesn't seem like a very useful map, but they also gave him a poster of the Milky Way that said, you are here. We got a great show for you tonight. A federal appeals court on Wednesday freed the Justice Department to resume using documents marked as classified that were seized from former President Trump, blocking for now a lower court's order that had strictly limited the investigation to Trump's handling of government materials. New York Times says in a strongly worded 29-page decision, the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit set aside key parts of an order by a Florida federal judge that has kept the department from using about 100 files with classification markings into its inquiry of whether Trump illegally retained national defense documents and obstructed repeated efforts to recover them. The appeals court also agreed with the Justice Department that Trump's lawyers and an independent arbiter recently appointed to review the seized materials need not look at classified documents that the FBI carted away from Trump's estate, Mar-a-Lago, on August 8th. The Justice Department argues that the district court likely erred in exercises its jurisdiction to enjoin the United States' use of the classified records in its criminal investigation and to require the United States to submit the marked classified documents to a special master for review. A three-judge panel of the appeals court wrote, and Trump claims the FBI planted incriminating documents. The Times reports of twin threats to American democracy coming, and as background tells of political turmoil caused by the Great Depression, World War II, and the Cold War, and the assassinations, riots, losing war, and a disgraced president. Writer David Lenhart states that the current situation has no historic precedent. First, the acute problem of the growing movement inside the Republican Party to refuse to accept defeat in an election. Second, Lenhart writes, it is chronic but growing that the power to set government policy is becoming increasingly disconnected from public opinion. Can you think of some examples? We are far and away the counter-majoritarian democracy in the world, said Stephen Levitsky, a professor of government at Harvard. And this from the Lincoln Project. Pennsylvania's Jewish community faces a rising tide of anti-Semitism. An alt-right gunman took 11 Jewish lives in an unimaginable slaughter. The gunman was radicalized on Gab, a social media site where Nazis, anti-Semites, and racists spread hate and terror against Jews. So what did Doug Mastriano do? Joined Gab, hired them paid Gab's CEO for advice, bought Gab ads and followers. Mastriano knows what he's paying for, knows exactly what Gab's audience is. They're not just Nazis, Klansmen, racists, and crazies. They're his base. Pennsylvania has proudly protected the religious liberty of every faith and creed since our founding. Now it's up to us to protect Pennsylvania from Doug Mastriano. The Lincoln Project paid for and is responsible for the content of this advertising. A new report from the Anti-Defamation League described an extensive interconnected network of radical groups within Florida, including white supremacists, neo-Nazi groups, and far-right movements. According to the ADL's report, the company the Sunshine State keeps is continuing to fill up 
with individuals that are less than sunny. This includes, according to a report, a significant increase in extremist-related incidents both nationwide and in the state of Florida. In particular, the ADL highlighted one of the groups, Natsoc, Florida, based in Duval County, Described as neo-Nazi, Natsoc, Florida, participates in numerous racist demonstrations, the ADL said, and distributes hateful literature. The report included a picture of the group in which they were holding an anti-Semitic and anti-LGBT rally. Natsoc, Florida, is just one of a number of these groups that have been rising in the state in recent years, and ADL said other similar organizations, the Sunshine State Nationalists, White Lives Matter, Florida nationalists, all three of which the ADL described as similar white supremacist groups. Beyond this, many groups that have previously been linked to a national level are now reported being seen at hyper-local levels throughout Florida. This includes many groups associated with the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, including the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers. While these groups have been in the spotlight since that day, The ADL said that Florida has become somewhat of a haven for them. More January 6th suspects reportedly live in Florida than any other state. Out of the 855 people that have been charged already in connection with the attack, 90 of them are Floridians, just over 10%. Joe Biden spoke to the U.N. General Assembly about Russia and Putin in the Ukraine this week. And Putin countered by announcing a partial mobilization in Russia, signing a decree to send citizens with military training to Ukraine. This from NPR News. Drafted citizens are on buses today. And protests erupted in Russia over Putin's renewed attacks. Over 1,300 protests related uh, over 1,300 protests related arrests were reported yesterday. And outbound flights sold out after the Russian president drafted up to 300,000 reservists to fight in Ukraine. This according to the Washington Post. Post also reports that the U.S. House passed a bill that would make it harder to overturn election results. It's designed to stop presidents from trying to use Congress to reverse election defeats and cites the 2021 U.S. Capitol attack as a reason it's needed. While President Biden supports it, The Senate is working on its own version of the bill that has bipartisan support. Also, Ginny Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, agreed to talk to the January 6th committee about her efforts to overturn the 2020 election. The Philadelphia Jewish exponent has taken note of crowd behavior at both Trump and Mastriano political rallies. The far-right radical crowd saluted Nazi-style, extending right arms with index fingers pointing to the air. Trump in Youngstown and Mastriano in Chambersburg, PA. New York State Senator Anna Kaplan, a Jewish Democrat, said both rallies pictured Nazi imagery. The unified salute should shock the conscience of America, she said, for its remarkable similarity to the Heil Hitler salute. And turning to the local beat, John Fetterman continues his comedy show of illuminating research with not only Dr. Oz, the New Jersey quack running for Senate in Pennsylvania, but his living in multiple mansions around the world. Now Doug Mastriano joins the Jersey Boys as the domestic terrorist and chaos candidate for PA governor voted in Jersey regularly through last year. 
The GOP's slick fear-mongering lies prevail with Oz ads, while Fetterman is clear and uplifting about himself and poking fun of Oz's speech guffaws. Mastriano has an advertised on TV, which raises the issue of lost revenue for Pennsylvania media. He's afraid of the mainstream media twisting his story, so he stays on the Internet with the radical right websites. This has been Domestic Chaos for Friday, September 23rd, 2020. Thanks for listening. The show is produced by Burr and Jolie Beard. Theme music by Devilish Mary. Find us on Amazon and Spotify and here on rss.com. Please share the link with friends and family. Spread the word. We'll see you in two weeks on Domestic Chaos.